0: Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy. After some pretty interesting separate adventures, the five of you met up again in the maze-like alleyways of the Scrapways district in hopes of finding someone who could sort out the whole high gravity situation for you. You didn't find that someone, though I guess that maybe you did for a brief second before letting them get taken away to be promoted, but you did find someone else. A mercurial single mother with two adorable fawnlings and a spine of tempered steel. We pick up now with the five of you squished into her tiny hidden apartment. Her fawnlings are playing over by the single curtain covered window. She's just told you her name. Dr. Teshirali Silverglass. What do you do next?
1: So just so I'm clear on this, we've been on planet for how long at this point?
0: It's after three hours you start to feel the effects and I, I think we've been on planet. For three hours.
1: So at this point, Carell. will
0: take one level of exhaustion.
1: Okay. Carell is breathing heavily.
2: You okay there, Carell?
1: <sighs> no, not really. I'm uh, feeling a little
2: <laughs> heavy. Teshirali, uh, how, how do you want to be referred to? Miss Silverglass? Teshirali?
0: Uh, that's Dr. actually, and you can just call me Tesh.
2: Okay, uh, Tesh, our friend here is in a real pickle of a difficulty. They are being crushed under the weight of this wonderful planet's gravity, and I was wondering what can we do to help them out?
0: Ah, I see your problem. No augmenters that'll fit in a pelter, right?
2: Precisely.
0: Right, okay, well, hmm... I could make you an Augmenter, but it will take about a week and a half. Oh. Or, and she kind of glances at her fawnlings and then drops her voice and is like, I could make you a couple portions of boost, but you will need to be careful when using it because it does have side effects.
2: What do you think, Corral? Wait a week and a half, by which time you'll probably be like a pancake or take the boost.
1: I think for a variety of reasons, <laughs> yeah. we don't have that time.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I can make you a couple of boost gels, but it's i still not going to be instantaneous. I'm sorry if that's not what you wanted to hear, but even if I start now, that's probably going to take me this evening and all of tonight.
1: Still an improvement. So, out of character, is it... Like, every three hours, it's going to be another level of exhaustion.
0: Basically, if you try to do anything, like walking around, you'll take another level of exhaustion after three hours. So if they just chill, if they just lie flat on the floor, they will be okay.
1: (laughs) But if I actually want to do things, in another three hours, I'll take another level of exhaustion.
0: Yes. And will the boost eliminate the exhaustion? A boost is a nanite gel that will last for four hours and has the same effect as the augmenters. Um, but if you take more than two in a day, uh, you will take like poison damage for the additional doses. Because um, what, what boost is doing is it's forcing your body to work overtime to counter effect the effects of gravity. But obviously that means your muscles are going to be working too hard and will damage themselves.
3: And what can we do for you in return? Do you want to trade? Do
0: I want to trade? Um. And she looks at her fawnlings again, and she goes, "I I just want safety for me and my kids." It's been a really difficult few years. Do you want that safety here or somewhere else?" I think me two years ago would have said, "No, here, I'll find my way, but at this point I'm I'd be willing to live on the surface of the sun if it meant my kids could be safe.
4: New Analu? Chorus, if you're not overly attached to your technology, ah, uh, I don't know much about chorus. Um, New Analu is
3: that place that's still on the rise.
1: We're doing quite well, thank you.
3: <laughs> well, at the end of the day, you're an accomplished doctor. I'm sure you can make your way somewhere else. Yeah, I, I am.
0: I am an accomplished
3: um, doctor. Yes, yes. Um, uh, an accomplished
0: uh, doctor of um, AI technology, which is. A really good career path these days.
2: I know one place where that would be a good career path.
0: On New Analy, where the AIA is? Do you think they'd want to see an AI technician?
2: Yes. Why wouldn't they?
0: I've made AIs. I've created AIs in the past. That wouldn't be a source
2: of anger. Why would they be sad that you created them?
0: Because I made them for purposes.
2: Well, I don't want to speak for AIs. But I it would imagine <laughs>
0: Hang on. It's Schlock disguised right now.
2: As someone who knows no AIs at all.
0: Can I have a deception roll, please? Five. She looks at you and is like You you know AIs?
2: No. Five. <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh okay, God. maybe I do. Um but uh none of them are here at the moment. Two. <laughs> Fuck, I'm just going to stop talking. Cricky's okay, like, okay. legitimately I'm just going to like go, you know what, I'm just, you know, no.
5: I'm just going to go over to her, take her hand and put her hand on my face. Oh my so God. she can kind of feel it's like weird and smooth. Oh. Yep, it's me. Oh, you're beautiful.
0: Uh, Thank you. Sorry. Wow, that is some really seamless welding though. Thanks, I don't know who did
1: it. Long story. So, <laughs> there was there was someone who got kidnapped. Wasn't that something we were going to deal with?
5: Girl <laughs> just
2: dying
0: on the floor.
1: I was <laughs> like, "Oh, AIs." Yes. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Maybe you should sit down. Do you want to lie down, Damish, Jardy? Could you get this, the the nicer to some cushions? And the two little fawnlings scurry through a curtain and come back with like soft furnishings for Corral. Thank you um
4: what was it you were asking sorry again the friend acquaintance person who made these augmenters oh Lavandi. yes we were gonna go get him but i'm guessing that's gonna have to wait until corell isn't like this are you friends of Lavandi's?
3: no just um brave and or foolish do-gooders Doctor, for the interests of everyone, if you're going to be um, letting us stay here overnight, you probably need to know who we are, given our faces are up around the city. You're
0: the Heroes of Yentau. I got that much. Yeah. That's the
5: better
2: name for us. Space That's board. one
4: name for us. Yeah. Space why,
2: don't we, why don't we go with that? Why no. did not we settle on Space Spacequad, space because <laughs> it's about branding, Corel. Branding. Surely
1: surely, Heroes of Yentao is much better... Not really, no, because it, it... always hurts that to feels talk.
4: self-aggrandizing.
1: It's A,
2: it's own. self-aggrandizing, B, it's a friggin' mouthful. And it doesn't alliterate. And C, it's not cool. Space Squad is cool. Space Squad, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, I high-five slurp. So what, what do the heroes of Yentao
0: want with Levandi, the middling technician from
4: the Anvil? It's more... we're going where he is anyway... And I feel bad because we could have saved him, but we didn't. Is something about getting promoted. Yeah,
0: this has been an interesting half an hour. Okay, so I'm Dr. Tesherali Silverglass. <sighs> and the name of the person that you're going to have to deal with if you want to find out what happened to Lavandi, or, I don't know, find out anything about this place is
4: Teb Bickering. And Teb Bickering is, I'm guessing, the Corsair Supervisor? She nods.
2: The big cheese.
1: Yeah, but I heard about Teb, didn't I?
4: Yes, you did.
0: Teb is a human, Ariswati. (laughs) Teb is a small human man whose sudden proximity with power has really deteriorated any shred of decency he once had. Teb is Teb is a monster. The anvil didn't it didn't used to be like this. It was it's always been at the edges of polite society, shall we say. But it didn't used to be all hush hush and fear in corners. When Teb arrived, things started taking a turn for the worst. And when was that? Teb came here about six months ago but the Corsairs have been here for a couple years, but Teb, Teb came here about six months ago. He doesn't look very intimidating, but please don't let that fool you.
5: Does he dress in a particular way, like suits, or like is does he go business casual,
0: or... What? No, he's a Corsair. He wears the jacket. This is what Teb does, though. He's very underwhelming, and then he will do something terrible.
5: So he's got a boring aura around him
0: underwhelming.
2: A borer. I look at Shluff and I just shake my head slowly.
5: I'm having a bad day and I cope through puns.
1: <laughs> oh, you're having a bad day. <laughs> I
3: cut someone's barbel off. Right, okay, we're going to get to that later. And I'm going to like look at Crick to be like, is it okay if I like do this, mentor, captain? I'm um, not. Okay, Corel needs to rest. No one is to antagonize Corell because they are suffering. Dr. Tesh, we would really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind doing that boost and we will hold up our end of the bargain. We've got a big ship wherever you want to go at the end of it. We've got room for you.
0: I have one more request. Mm-hmm. The Corsairs weren't always bad here. I used to work with them on a very voluntary basis. They, I mean, they have a good pension package. I used to work for the Corsairs and and she kind of winces. She goes, oh, I still do. The reason I want to leave is that Teb has been trying to get me to make a bomb.
4: What? A bomb to blow up
0: what? I don't know.
1: Is that a big bomb?
0: She looks very
4: serious and she goes, it's a city killer.
2: Oh boy.
4: That's big. <laughs> Lorelei sits down looking incredibly serious. Do you know if this is orders from the top? Or something he is doing under his own steam. Oh, from the Lady Goldenhorn? No. Good. Tali would not do
0: this. I I only met her maybe twice, but I liked her. Played with Damish and she put up with Jodie's questions. She was kind. No, this is, this is Teb. And I don't know why he wants it, but I've been stalling. And the more I stall... The more people show up at Damish and Judy's daycare, and the more I can't leave the city because oh, your passport's out and you can't move, and the more I see people watching me through the windows of the apartment. So I guess we gotta deal with Teb
4: somehow. Uh Lorelei look like gets back up, takes a hand slash front paws, and looks her straight in the eyes, like, We will fix this. We will get you and your family off of this planet. And anyone else you care about. Um, she looks back at Faraday, realizing it's Faraday's ship, not hers. But <laughs> And Teb will be gone. And then Lorelei goes and sits in, next to Corel and just sort of pats their exoskeleton. <laughs> <laughs> like, like comforting herself just as much as trying to comfort Corel.
1: Corel does not object.
3: Schlart, <laughs> maybe you can help. Dr. Tesh with anything that they need. Um, Crick, you and I are going to keep the kids entertained.
2: Awesome.
3: Corral or Lorelei, do you happen to have the drawing that led us here? Uh, Corel, is it okay if I go into your t- satchel?
1: Yes. Yes. Top right, center pocket.
4: Okay. Um, I go and... Don't touch
1: any other pocket.
4: <laughs> I grab the drawing, and I take it over um, to Faraday, and I quietly say, um... Uh, when everything's quieted down a bit, could I, uh, grab you for a moment, please? Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. And then I go back to sitting down next to Garel. Schlurp. Tesh
0: turns to you and then she kind of slaps her little front feet together and rubs them and she goes, right, well, if I'm going to have an apartment full of people for the next mm, 12, 13, 14 hours, uh, we've got some stuff to do. Can, can do, can do anything you need me to do. Do you know how to cook? I've observed it. Questionable, but we'll go from there. And she goes over to like the tiny kitchenette, which is like this doll-like space complete with mini cupboards and countertops and pint-sized appliances. And she waves her hand over the sink and a stream of water sputters down and she like a squirt of soap, a splash of it. And then she's washing her feet and white suds are bubbling up in her blue gray fur. And as she does that, she kind of turns to you. She says, um, could you get this out of the fridge and she just starts listing ingredients uh snake eggs cherry uh, the the cactus fruit check uh the mesh bag with all the little squashes in it yeah these are weird colors i haven't seen these before the green bottle which is half full
5: i found one that's three quarters full
0: uh yeah that'll do that'll do okay as you get it all out, she pats her little arms dry and then pulls a cutting board down from a magnetic strip on the wall and starts sharpening the knife. And then she kind of frowns and says, Oh, you're a Pelton friend. What kind of diet do they have? Meat. Raw meat. Okay, so as you might guess from a apartment full of Araswati, there's no meat yeah. in this apartment. Damish, um, sweetheart, could you mind running to the mart? And she like gives him a credit chip and like gives him a big, like a coat that kind of drowns him and sends him out the door. And then she turns to you like as she's dicing, and then she says, would you mind taking this knife? And she gives you a knife and sets you to work.
5: Cool, I'm holding a knife. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> Baby with a knife. Baby with a knife. Baby with a knife.
2: Well, teenager. What have you got
5: there? A knife! No! <laughs> and then she looks at you again, and she goes, did I ask your name? I never get used to introducing myself like this. My name is Schlerp.
0: Ruth. She nods very seriously. Oh, you do think that's dumb? Cool. No, you're an AI. It makes sense. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to preach to the
5: choir, but... I just, like, I named myself when I was quite young. It was basically my first time out, I guess. And I heard many eating soup and I was like, that's a cool noise.
0: Because I was, like, three... No, that, that makes sense to me. I've met a lot of AIs with very unique names, but it makes them happy, so it's completely fine. I I grew up the kind of typical way, thinking of AIs as just, just sites, as just as tools, but I've worked really hard to unlearn that. Um, and she kind of clears her throat as damish comes back in and she's like right let's uh let's let's get this done let's, let's get this let's get this ready for your friend and could, yeah could, could you show me how to hold a
5: knife properly
0: oh um of course and she takes your hands very gently in hers and she Fuck. you probably have to like bend double <laughs> <laughs> and she very gently kind of starts showing you how to kind of cut through and rock on the heel of the blade and watch your like crab your fingers to avoid cutting them and as she's like helping you she says there's no no one's ever taught you how to do any of this. I suppose cause you don't eat? Yeah, I mean like Corell is like they're actually a pretty good
5: baker. Um, but they're the kind who are like, no one is allowed in my kitchen, I have to do things my way. And honestly with me, I don't I don't blame them.
0: So yeah. Oh, well, I'm happy to show you how to do things. I've I've helped a lot of AIs in my time. Um, yeah, so over in the kitchen, uh, Schlurp
3: and Hesh are cooking. Faraday, do you want to go next? Yeah. Okay. What's Faraday doing? Maybe playing some games and like answering any questions that they have. Oh my
0: God. Okay. So uh, little Jerdy is like a mile in a minute, like, wow, what? And then looks immediately at you, Crick, and is like, what happened to your arm? Crick was, yes, you know, I don't think we've ever we've ever had that
1: conversation, Captain.
0: And Damish goes, it's rude to ask that, Jerdy. And Jerdy's like,
2: but I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You know, I like to keep it mysterious because, you know, people would look at it and think, oh, he lost it in a grand battle with some terrible foe or in some spaceship crash. But, um, well, the truth is we had an accident in engineering on a spaceship that I was captaining. I did pull a friend of mine out of the um, explosion, but my arm got lost in there.
0: That's really cool. Can you feel the fingers? Can you feel it when I do this? And she like smacks your fingers. <laughs> can you feel if I hit like this? And she hits it harder.
2: Ow, yes.
0: Oh, wow. That's so cool. Mom, mom, you can feel his fingers. And Tasha's like, don't hit him, dirty no. And um, Damish turns to you, Freddie, and just very kindly goes,
3: are you a imagineer? Yeah, I'm a Medineer. Do you help people? Um, Yeah, I'd like to think so. Are you going to help my mom? Yes, absolutely.
0: The scary man is not very nice. She doesn't like him very much. She thinks that we don't hear her swearing sometimes about him, but we do. <laughs> I learned a really bad word one time when she was yelling about him. About Mr.
3: Mr. Teb. Okay, well let's keep that bad word a mystery (laughs) he looks like a little bit disappointed but i'm gonna like wink (laughs) maybe you can use it on mr tab one day
0: (gasps) do you really think so
3: i think he probably deserves it so um zamish yeah you live here you do you know quite a bit about the city Oh, I know lots about the city.
0: I know where the best place to get ice cream is, and I know the best place where you can see a good view of all the spaceships. Um, Mom says I'm not supposed to go too close to the spaceships because it's dangerous, but they go really cool, make a whooshy noise, and they can go to space, which is where all the stars
2: are. Faraday has a spaceship.
3: (gasps) You have a spaceship? Well, I mean, we all live on it. It's all of our spaceships. You all have a spaceship? Yeah, let me show you a picture. Oh my god! Do you show him a picture of a Tang? Yeah,
0: he loses his mind. He's like, "You have not a- Oh my god!" And he like grabs your phone, uh, your phone, your comms unit, and it's just like googly-eyed at it, like, "Wow, it looks so cool!" Do you have the model that has a pool? Yes. <gasps> I've never been swimming before.
2: Wow, that's so sad.
3: Damish, <laughs> yeah. So we're not just visiting this planet we're kind of here for like a a secret reason
0: (gasps) a secret reason
3: yeah i wonder if you can help us because we're a little bit lost um two things okay number one why are the corsairs after all the medniers and number two we got this picture does it look like anything to you and i'm going to show up the picture that the um the kids drew that is here
2: um
0: I don't know why the corsairs are here, but they seem to take everybody's money and they make people's mums and dads really sad, Um, but maybe it's to do with the big door. The big door? And he kind of looks at his mum and then covers his mouth really fast and is like, "Mm." and Jodie leans over and is like, you're not supposed to talk about the big door, Damish.
2: It's okay, guys. We're here to help, and we're here to help your mum. There's no reason you can't tell us about the big door.
0: But we get in trouble.
2: But your mum wants us to go and take care of Mr. Bickering.
0: She folds her arms at you.
2: Can I roll a persuasion thing? Yeah. (laughs) Seven.
0: She kind of shakes her head and goes, Mm-mm, "I'm not supposed to talk about the big door." And then you hear you kind of slide over by the over by the
3: sink. You see Tasha's head swivel around, and she's like, "Jerdy? Oh, okay. I I guess you don't know. That's fine. Crick, I guess we'll have to go out and find someone else in the city who'll be able to help us.
2: <laughs> we'll just have to talk to someone else about like the mysteries of this planet and no, no, all the cool stuff that we could do. No,
3: and I guess you know
2: we'll have to invite someone else to see the inside of our spaceship i mean you know
0: big mr metal is mean you're right he is
3: shulp <laughs> <laughs> shulp that is your father why do, do you know something jody
0: i know that there's a big door but i can tell you more i can it's in
3: Mum's books
0: okay which books the big one there. And she points up at a shelf which isn't actually very high up at all.
3: Do you want to look in it?
0: And Damish is like still covering his mouth with his hands and he's like, mm. <clears throat> and Jodie's like, Yeah and like pushes past him.
2: Faraday. I I, I I it is it is it is good for us to know that there's something to investigate, but I do feel we should talk to Tesh about this because we don't want to alienate our host. Yeah. Especially that's given true. that we're relying on her to effectively heal Corel. So I, it's good that we now know what to ask her, but I, I think we should uh, we should stop here.
0: Off to the side, there's like a chhh, as like some kind of vegetable hits the pan and starts sizzling. So kids, what do you like to do for fun? Um, this is Damish, and he unfolds his hands from his mouth and he goes, um, I like to sit on the roof and look at the spaceships, and sometimes I read the books that we're supposed to read. And <laughs> Jody just kind of pulls, like, sticks her tongue out at him.
3: Well. I don't know if we can go out onto the roof and look at the other spaceships, but we could have, we've got videos of our spaceship you could see inside of it. Jamish nods and Jodie's just like, Egh. can't you show me how to like do something
0: with that? I can see that you've got a blaster. Can you show me how to use your blaster?
2: No, you're too young to use a blaster. I'm sorry.
4: Lorelei wanders up and pops out their star map and lights it up in a corner and tries to distract them with it I oh mouth, my god
2: i mouth thank you at laurel
0: <laughs> definitely is distracted and comes over and starts like poking it
4: and i'm like uh where would you like to go
0: i want to go to the biggest i want to go to the biggest place
4: okay i click round to the biggest star in the galaxy whoa
2: There are, in our world, certain places
1: that seem to draw on the strange.
2: Tragic news on this, the first day of school in Chilhaven as a local teen has been found dead under what authorities are describing as mysterious circumstances. The unusual.
0: So sleeping is difficult because I don't blink, so. Oh my god. Oh, okay.
2: The monstrous. And then he vomits out his whole skeleton onto his desk. What? And when you were a hip, young teen, coming of age in one of these locations...
5: So I'm, like, walking, trying to, like, subtly unzip my hair out of my backpack.
1: (laughs) It doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific
4: genius.
2: What do they fluctuate,
1: Zeke? molecules
4: a burgeoning telekinetic
0: I think you have telekinetic powers that's so specific for you to say right now
3: um. <laughs>
4: <laughs> or a social media influencer
3: and she took a and she took a selfie too and she put glass their fake glasses is-
2: <laughs> your safety is not guaranteed
3: why do I keep
0: being made to look at things that shouldn't be <laughs>
2: in these. Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High. Dangerous Times at Chillhaven High is a real-play, radiophonic, supernatural teen drama. New episodes every Tuesday. Follow us everywhere at Chillhaven High.
5: I think I lean over to Tesha's just like, I don't know how much pepper I'm supposed to add. I can't taste, so I don't know, like, how much is, like, too much... Well, do you have a chemical receptor? I honestly don't know. I've
0: only had this body like two years. Do you have anywhere I could look, see if you have one? I I honestly don't know. Maybe somewhere in my face. Mm. In that case, let's leave it for now. Um, typically, just a couple. Like, come here, and she like puts it in your puts the cellar in your hand, uh, the grinder in your hand, and like gets you to turn it maybe four or five times. Okay. And then she's like, yeah, see, that's that's I'll be okay okay i'll 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 trust you with that thank you um, I appreciate that it's it's really nice to actually have people in here. It's been quiet for a while no, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice
5: it's a nice nice place you have here full of full of people, full of nice things. I mean, you say it's lonely but you
0: know you've got your kids and they obviously love you, so oh no, I love my kids, but there are things you can't talk to kids about, and sometimes you just need to talk to another entire grown up adult uh well. I mean, technically, that is, maybe. Oh, when were you activated? Eight years ago. Oh, well, you're doing pretty good then. Do you mind if I ask you a kind of personal question? Uh,
5: go ahead, Neltsy, I guess. Who made you? Mm, The thing is, that's just a complicated answer, because that could have a, a few different answers.
1: Give the answer you don't want to give.
5: I was first created eight years ago in a much different body by
0: Suresh? You know him? Oh! Uh Suresh. Um, yeah, no, not personally, but I know of him. Cool. Um he did die a couple years ago. She puts her knife down and accidentally, like, knocks it into the sink. She's like, Oh, um, okay. Uh ah. Uh. He he was bad, don't worry, do you to go up sorry for your loss? Like, he was
5: not good. That's my new dad over there. He's a much better dad, so I'm pointing over to Crick.
0: Yeah, um, he seems lovely. Uh he's making Damish smile and he's a very shy kid.
5: I mean I, I mean I called him mean, but like I was just a thing. Like he's he's been Im- invaluable.
4: That's a weird way to put it. Can I do an insight check? Yes. Has she met Suresh? Twenty. She's never met Suresh, but there's definitely a
0: very emotional reaction going on there behind the scenes. So maybe a little bit of like idol worship, kind of. If she's an AI technician, perhaps.
5: Yeah. Are you? Are, are you okay? Sorry.
0: That is that. No, I, I just, I didn't know. Um, it's funny actually. Um, I actually wrote to his lab a few times. Um, I never got to speak to him, but uh, his assistant was very helpful. Oh, uh, she's wonderful. I've, <laughs> I've never met one of um the AIs made by him before. There's a few of us. A couple of us have expired but there's still quite a
5: few of us running around i was the third one to the best of my knowledge
0: i'm i'm really sorry to hear that any of them are gone um i always i obviously this is kind of embarrassing because you're right here and you're clearly just a nice ordinary person but um, i always really wanted to meet one of his eyes well that's one thing for your bucket list (laughs) i guess it is um it's really nice to meet you it's good to meet you too. She doesn't have enough chairs or chairs big enough for you, but you can all just have dinner with Tesh and it's just a nice quiet moment after a bit of a hectic couple of months for you guys.
3: Corella's oh. wrapped up in bandages because I got my Mednir kit out. <laughs> and Amish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is how you unroll the bandages.
5: Corella's like, I wish I could do
2: something about this, but bro. <laughs> Would big plaster
3: like, on their head would
2: you like a blanket corral
1: i'm not cold i'm just being crushed by my my exoskeleton
0: right i'm gonna go uh, get a head start on the boost um i'll be back maybe at six seven a.m sorry about the way it's the fastest i can make something do you mind with the with the kids do you mind um watching them it would be my pleasure I will see you tomorrow morning. I'm going to go to my lab. I'll be back then. Um, Keys are here. She kind of like, she's doing the nervous thing of being like, this is how you turn the electrics off. This is where you get water. These are where the cups are. It's like clearly is like nervous about leaving her kids.
3: Dr. Tess, do you want to go alone? I'll, I'll be fine. I think I'd feel better if I came with you. Are Um, you sure you
4: won't get any sleep? I was going to offer to come
3: to yeah, I mean, I can sleep in the lab. Okay, so Laralee and Faraday,
0: you head out the door with Tesh. Uh, the rest of you, bed down for the night. I'm I, I doing presume. the dishes. Oh, <laughs> doing the dishes. I was oh. about to volunteer. No, Schurpf
5: Schler- got there first. Like you think about, I like I should do the dishes, and Schurpf's already there. They're doing the dishes. <laughs> Fudge
2: city.
1: Corell is going to do some light reading.
2: <laughs> hey kids, while Schurpf is doing the dishes and Corell is recovering. Do you want to hear some stories about our adventures?
0: Jodie's like, does it have like fighting and stuff in it? Maybe. And Damish is like, are there like spaceships? And do you? Is it nice? Is are they happy?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, it,
1: um, it's uh, um, yes. Carlos, in the end
5: there's some happy bits in the middle as well
1: you know you didn't have to you didn't have to one up me you know
0: <laughs> Damish grabs a blanket and bundles the two of them like they kind of bundle themselves up so you could just see their little faces and they sit on the floor by your feet
2: and so once upon a time we had to infiltrate a secret underground facility and we got caught and then I told them I wasn't actually there that I was a figment of their imagination, brought on by stress.
0: Whoa, Jodie's like, they must have been so silly. Can you imagine falling for that?
1: It was altogether a rather silly day.
0: Are you very silly then? Me or Corel? Do you have like silly adventures?
2: They can feel a bit silly sometimes, but they still matter. Why? Because we end up helping people at the end of it or stopping bad things from happening. How to summarise our last big adventure. We stopped a group of evil people from taking over the galaxy. And that was pretty neat. And now the galaxy is free.
0: But mum says that the Corsairs are everywhere and that the is are... And she kind of lowers her voice and is like, she called it a bastardly mess. And then it's like...
2: (gasps) Firstly, that's a bad word but secondly yes and there are problems that have come up in the last few years but that's the thing about life right? One big battle doesn't solve everything one big event doesn't solve everything you can save some people and then there'll be more people to save, you can stop a bad thing and and there may be more things you need to deal with uh, later on Uh, and that's just life you know? And now we're Doing our best to deal with uh, poopy Mr. Bickering and all his poopy friends, but uh, we're happy to do it.
4: Faraday, you met Tali, right?
3: Yeah, once or twice.
4: So, that spell you use to contact people at a really long distance, you can use that on her?
3: Um. Uh. there's can and
2: want to (laughs) two different things here I think
3: I can I I don't know how receptive she's gonna be to having messages in her head but I can give it a try
4: if you're willing I don't want to make you do anything you're uncomfortable with but I've been keeping an eye it's the reason I owe the Lady Zenith a favour but this seems like Tesh said out of character if people are running around doing the shit that this guy's doing under her name, I'm not going to say nothing. But obviously if you be if you don't want to do it then that's fine.
3: No, it just is not something I'd considered, but It's not something
4: Paige has considered either. <laughs> Listeners, Paige is shaking her head and looking
3: a bit panicky. I'm sorry.
0: Go to arc four, change
4: that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I guess we'd need something to prove that it's you. And she might respond. Are you going to be ready to hear what she has to say?
4: I'll listen to whatever she has to say. Can't guarantee that I'm going to like it.
3: I can edit out the expletives. Well, no,
4: keep them in. It's. (laughs) She has a way with words. Oh, in the
0: meantime, Crick, I think you know what's coming.
2: Oh Sleepy no! Sleepy
0: time. After I think you tell maybe five stories, Crick. The kids aren't falling asleep,
2: but you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sh- and then slurp was like wait. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then Damish kind of pokes your knee and is like, I think he fell asleep. And then Jodie's like, Oh, and they take off their blanket and lay it over you. <laughs> And as as you kind of fall into sleep, you get that sensation of that warm blanket being placed across your knees because it's too small to wrap around your whole body. And then you are asleep. Crick, you close your eyes and you open them to a bruised and boiling sky, just like you always do. You sleep and you dream of fire and ruin and sorrow and something else as you lie there on your back it's like slowly your perspective changes um usually when you have this dream it's like you are flat on your back it's that same feeling of when you float on your back in a in a pool or a body of water that's the kind of feeling you get in this dream but in this instance you are slowly rotating until it's like you are hanging vertically with nothing beneath you and as you kind of hang there you get this growing awful sensation that there is nothing beneath you for eternity, that there is nothing but uh, an endless chasm. And as you hang there, something changes in the visuals of the dream. Beneath your feet, where the flames and the, the scorched sky fades to this kind of deep, deep orange black, you see something shine from out of that darkness. A pinprick of pale, pale, silvery light, and then you feel a squeeze on your left shoulder, and someone whispers in your ear, find me.
2: Where? Find me. Who are you?
0: The light swells up over you, and you your dream goes all white and then into complete black.
4: that to you for your thoughts because it's quite forthright because Lorelai is a bulldozer.
3: Oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It sounds like you. It does sound like me. I'm going to, like, take Lorelei's hand and be like, okay. You ready?
4: As I'll ever be. As you ever can be with Tali.
3: Okay. Give me a sec. I'm going to close my eyes. And try and reach out for Tali. I think it probably takes a while because it's been a long time.
0: You close your eyes and reach out, rifling through the distant pinpricks of all the people you've ever known in your life. Tali is... I think you're right. It does take a while. Like you, She's not a friend and you've not spoken to her for years, but eventually you find a connection inside yourself that is kind of smouldery and... <laughs> This kind of burnt umber and is very unpleasant to grab a hold of. Ow!
3: Okay, um, right. Sally, this is Laurelay speaking through a friend. I got your acorn. I heard you're employing monsters now, like Teb. thought you kept a tighter ship.
4: Ooh! Is Sally going to recognize Faraday's voice? I know that voice. <laughs>
0: In the middle of the night, while Tesh is toiling away, you decide to send this message. And I think you just said you were holding hands.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: This, I think there's silence for maybe
3: five minutes, and then you get a reply. You ready? As I'll ever be. Okay, here's what she said. Hello, Marth. Marth? Moon, nighttime. I'm. God, that's been a while since she called me
4: that, but it... go on.
3: Interesting friend. If you mean Mr. Bickering, he was released from his former role earlier this year. I am above working with monsters. And that's the end. Okay, that's interesting to know.
4: Thank you very much, Faraday. I, um, I'm trying not to make a habit of it, but I may come to you for this again. That's okay, but right now I'm going to go to sleep. Yes, do, do that. I'll, um, take the next shift.
0: And a few hours later... Tesh finishes the potions and she turns to you and she says it's done, it's done. They they should work. They should work.
4: Are you ready to go back? Yeah, um, some news. Apparently, Teb was let go from the Corsairs earlier this year. How do you know that? I also know Tali Goldenhorn and the idea of her still working with him got my fur on end.
0: Okay, um, We should get back to your friends so they don't turn into a pancake.
1: (laughs) Yes. Speaking of, in the middle of the night, Corell has been sort of pretending to sleep, with sort of one eye sort of half open and just waiting for everyone in the vicinity to fall asleep. Yep. And they are going to, with some effort, pull themselves up. Oh, no. (laughs) no must get
2: books oh
1: corral and is going to try and without alerting anyone take a peek at the book
0: can i take a
1: you are insatiable
0: can i take a stealth check with disadvantage
1: absolutely uh eight (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Corel, you drag yourself up onto your feet and the world is swimming a bit. You've been resting all this time, but gravity has continued to push down on you and you haven't take, and taken any more exhaustion, but I don't think you've... I think you've recovered only partially, let me say. And you kind of stagger over to the shelf and in your head, in your tired little head, I think you're there like, yes, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm going to get away with it. But externally, it's like each footstep is like stamp, stamp. And then as you reach up to the shelf, um, you swing your body around and your tail spine collides with a lay- a tiny leg of a tiny table and the whole table goes flying to the side. It- the plates on top of it clatter to the floor and smash. And this absolutely wakes up Crick, Damish and Jerdy, And but- Slurp.
5: She's <laughs> like, no, I'm just still asleep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah! Uh,
1: sorry, sorry. Oh, why are
0: you up?
1: Can I roll perception? Uh, insight. Insight. I was arty up in the night. I just needed to stretch my legs. Hey, what's a deception roll? Yeah, let me get to that.
2: Twenty-two, natural twenty.
0: Greg, you think that Corel might actually have needed to go to the bathroom, but was a little bit like didn't want to say that, so it was just couching
5: it oh. a
2: little bit. Oh wow gosh darn it why did i waste my natural 20 on this
5: <laughs> it's always the dumb stuff
2: okay i I look at corral and i'm just like nod with like a sort of like yeah i get it
5: i think she goes over and they start using mending to fix all the plates <laughs> just meticulously putting them all back together Corel
1: helps and we do that and Corel takes a quick glance back up the bookshelf and then goes back to their pillows <laughs>
0: time passes uh, crick sinks back into an, a classically crick uneasy sleep and with dawn and the return of the the system star uh return your friends and tesh who come through quite early in the morning
5: oh yeah uh seeming's not a thing anymore so we all look like our, our reg- regular cells and i look like a robot again mm. uh,
0: tesh pauses for a second and then kind of nods to herself and bustles in and sets the the two uh, boost potions onto the righted table
2: somebody wake up karel
4: i nudge them i'm awake hey hey I'm awake uh do you want to take this now or do you want to take it when we leave i'll wait until we're actually doing
1: something to use it
0: tesh taps the bottles and like hands them over and she says now okay so boost lasts for four hours mm-hmm if you take more than two in a day, so if you find another one out there, you will you'll feel a bit. She glances at her kid, she's like, "You'll feel a bit poopy Corel, that's to the tone, tone of one d ten plus three poison damage and she says it will it will absolutely take care of you the same way as the augmenters. Just be careful. It's potent stuff, understood and to the rescue she says. Thank you for taking care of the kids. And she glances up at her bookshelf and she says, and for not reading my book.
3: I like look at Corel at that point being like, you didn't read it?
1: Corel just goes, no, no, I did not.
0: I'm sorry for testing you. Like I said, it's been a hard, it's been a hard while.
2: So about the book. Yes. <laughs> uh, now that we've got an opportunity to ask you, Faraday, do you think we is the time to ask or so? Shall...
3: Yeah, I mean
0: the
3: kids are asleep, right?
0: Yeah, they're they're back. They're, back to, they're still asleep on the sofa,
3: wrapped up in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just like unpinning my headscarf and then like nodding at you like, "Yeah, go ahead."
2: So, Tesh, one of your children may or may not have mentioned something about a door and it being in a book and we wanted to ask you about that if you were comfortable talking about it because obviously we're here to help. So can you tell us what it is? Can we see this door? It could be very, very important to our mission.
0: I'll tell you what I can. Thank you. Well, firstly, well done on passing the test. Apologies for testing you, but I've had a lot of people tell me they want to help me only to send bodyguards to watch my kids in daycare. So I'm not really the trusting sort anymore understandable yeah <laughs> the door is a strange thing when i first came here a few years ago it was because the corsairs uh, tally golden horn of all things of all people had offered me a job i'm a trained ai technician i've done some things in my past that i'm not proud of and it makes it hard to get work sometimes and tally was willing to look past that and get me a paycheck that would make my life a lot better and make life for day and journey a lot better so i started work and normally as a technician you're experimenting with circuit boards you're coming up with models and computers to test walking cycles and things like that and instead tali gave us a page out of an old book and said find this and the this was a door. And we searched. We worked out new ways to scan beneath the ground to look for potential metals it might be made out of. There's a really good archaeologist out there who's doing some good work looking for magical signatures. And I I read some of her articles and that was uh, really helpful. Um and um we managed to find a signature beneath the anvil. And we started digging and looking for it and About six months ago, we found, we found it, a door, which is when the problem started because we can't open it and Tali told us just try and open it, use, like there there will be a logical way to think through the problem to solve whatever puzzle this might be. And then, and then Teb came and he's not, he's not like Tali. He just wants us to get through this door regardless of what that means or what the door, what is behind it or who who it might hurt if we use whatever means possible to get through
2: it. Like a bomb.
0: Like a bomb. So that's yeah. what the
2: bomb is for. Yeah, that's
0: it, what the bomb is for.
2: And that's why it's criticized because he, he wants it to be so powerful that it could break through anything and he doesn't really care about the consequence.
0: No. He, I don't understand fully what, he wants behind the door. I don't know if he knows what's behind the door, but I know that when an empire gets too big, its edges start to separate themselves and cannibalize the center. But you guys are here and you've dealt with far weirder things in the past than a amped up short little human man with
2: a bomb. So can you guide us to this door?
0: She winces and is like,
2: Or at least tell us where it is. You don't have to physically be there.
0: The door is beneath the anvil. And the only way I know of to get there is through Shomu's Armoury.
2: Sorry, Shomu's Armoury?
0: Hey, it's Paige Dolby-Evans, your Game Master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Carell, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Wide Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunketpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunketpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you could support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunketpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.